It's Wednesday, so that means my job has taken away a piece of my soul. Luckily, it's also comic book day, and you know what that means. Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast. I am once again joined by the co-founder and CEO himself, John Rivera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am joined by the COO and co-founder, Charlie, Mr. Peanut Butter Rivera. See, why Why does it always have to be hurtful? I give What's you this, this pro wrestling type intro and you what bring happened? up my, my kryptonite? All right, I'll have you know that Mr. Peanut Butter, anyone who's in the know that watches BoJack Horseman will tell you Mr. Peanut Butter is a straight up shit. It's a, it's a literal poop? No, no, it's not a literal poop. It's not fucking South Park. Mr. Peanut Butter, he's a fucking anamorphic dog and he is indeed the shit. Huh, well I'll tell you something that isn't the shit and that's magic in comics. Ow. Oh no! Ow! <laughs> one one third of U.S. comics is magic, yeah. and I, I gotta anyone, be honest with you. Anyone who we did not alienate and offend <laughs> with episode one, congratulations! Welcome to episode two. Well, fun fact about episode one: if you don't love it, you're a racist. Uh, you know that's Boom. fair enough. Nailed it! Nailed it! <laughs> that's real news, sirs yeah. and sirsettes. <laughs> Uh, again, well just just being totally honest with you, Magic in Comics has always bored me to absolute tears. Jeez, Doctor Strange man. and Abracadabra can bite me. All right, now you see me was such an absurdly insulting and stupid movie that I I, I promise you it that one set of movies. And yes, I sat through both. That's what Netflix <laughs> tricks you into doing to sit right. through freaking both. Made me hate magic even more. Why that the hell? The greatest magic trick is this, the ability to separate you from your money. <laughs> it's Netflix. That doesn't count. They don't get that. <laughs> what are they going to nickel? They can have my goddamn. If it costs me a nickel to find out how much I hate something, uh -huh. so be it. That's I fair. got nickels for days. All right. That's fair. But you know what? You gather up all those nickels. That makes some real moolala. See, just the fact that you called it moolala, once again, it's like magic. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Now, now, I'll, I'll, here's the fundamental problem. The fundamental problem is I've known you for 33 years. Yeah, that's fair. So it, this, isn't, this isn't a new talking point. And no. it's easy to point out, like, well, you like Constantine. Like well, if if freaking Keanu like Reeves that's true. starts stars in a movie, I don't care how poorly it's received, it's gonna get my attention. I would argue though, the least interesting part about John Constantine, or any of these characters, you can like pseudo point to and be like, well, there, Darth Vader's kind of magic. The, the the worst part is the magic. I disagree. That's like saying the worst part of dinner is the meat. It certainly is not the worst part. It's the best part. The, the, okay, Le, but let's go through the options. Or right. let's go through the options. So just in reference to, to our four-color funny book, mm -hmm. 
you have super powered people. Yes, you do. The 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 biggest thing in Hollywood right now. <laughs> Ave- Avengers is making all sorts of money, right? Sure. Who Doctor Strange isn't the action figure that's flying off the shelves? They want the big green guy or the demigod. No one's going like you know what's really cool. The that that amazing Doctor Strange trailer where we realize Marvel really hates Asians and it kind of looks like a sci-fi movie. There's nothing that what does magic accomplish? I mean, the ability of certain movie houses to whitewash characters, it is pretty magical. <laughs> Give credit where credit's due. I, I think the know. wrong word is magical. <laughs> Liable? Back to episode know. one. So blacks and movies. <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, what I didn't get a chance to say in that three-hour episode was... This no, is secretly I, part two. I... <laughs> sucker. No, I, I don't know that I agree with you, Charlie. And this is one of our rare... Uh, you know, one of our rare times that we, we, we split the middle. It's the checks and balances aspect of the, the power struggle in comics. Because you know what? Bringing it to the other side of the aisle uh, and taking it to DC, it means that for every Superman, there is indeed uh, a real Captain Marvel or a Shazam to those new to the, uh, to the, to the comic book thumb. Um, and it's it's a balancing act, you know, because you can't have at least my opinion on the subject is you really can't have you know, 117 variations of the same flavor just running around with different color spandex and capes and then call it a day. You really need variation that you can throw out there. Something that's a just as interesting and powerful and capable. But you know what? Having that power source come from a a different place i think that makes that really interesting at least in terms of the storytelling it's a big deal and and here and here's where some of the i've always argued with comic books a lot of times preference is is very similar to to politics and i swear i'm not just using words that i feel like people will be offended by (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Saying, bringing up one of the, the, at bare minimum, top ten magic characters in comics. You brought up Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam, right? That's my boy, man. The big red cheese, son. Fantastic. Shazam, to me, not that I have a huge background in Billy Batson and his goofy family. Whoa. That is, that is just changing the batteries on Superman. What interesting story element came about because he happens to be magic that's my one of my biggest complaints with Uh, with with these magic characters is oh he's magic well what are his powers he flies and he's super strong shut up shazam you knockoff piece of garbage i don't know man just um just in terms of the storytelling aspect of it if someone comes to you and says oh yeah here is uh you know the super carrot it's not necessarily what he or she does power-wise. It's, to me, it's, oh, wow, where did that come from? That's what really makes an interesting story to begin with. And then afterwards, it's, it's of course, well, what, what does he or she do with it? 
so that's you know that's the other side of the coin i mean if you're if you're making an origin flick or putting out an origin book that's those are really the two ingredients that kind of go into storytelling 101 it's i i suppose i i've generally seen it as a much less interesting jumping off point and and i yeah, think it's why, i think it's just reflected by the by the characters i've seen this informative it's the reason that it's happening in the movies and the comic books are reflecting it they're skipping over the origin story because the best ones have allegedly been told so that's why a movie like the the marvel captain marvel which she's like space magic one could argue um but kind of like also a mutant the the that's gonna be the first movie in a while that's like, oh, here's here's what started. That's because people are like, Carol Danvers is what now? Because look at look at, at and by no stretch of the imagination am I trying to to insult uh, insult Marvel yet. We'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> but look at uh, look at Wanda uh, Maximoff. Yeah. In the and and given given rather, there's a ton of legal mumbo sure, jumbo. Sure. But she's a she's a mutant who uses magic. Like, shut up! That's Not, you know such what? absurd time, nonsense. At the time of publication, they weren't even able to call her or Quicksilver mutants. Matter of fact, they really needed to tap dance around kind of their origin of of what they were and where their powers came from. And the funny thing is. Um, doing so still allowing her and justifying her to be amongst if not the most powerful of the avengers i mean it was a real it was a a, a real balancing act for them I, and, and and that that speaking of a balancing act to, to totally just kind of jump off of jump off of, off of what you said which isn't really my job here on the show huh. but i'm going to do it damn it uh, every single uh, magic character to me is absurdly overpowered. Overpowered. Wanda Maximoff is is in the big league. I saw that movie. Her brother got aced because he's a nerd. <laughs> her her doing her her damn hand dance. It's all hand dances. <laughs> Random swirls of of color, and they're like, oh, she tapped into the Marshmallow. It's 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 in, it's borderline for me. It's insulting. Could you imagine Stephen King in one of his books, in the middle of it, being like, "No, nah, she's powerful because she's very magical, very cool, yeah. very nice." It would for, he, there would be proper buildup. I have to say that's a dead-on Stephen King impersonation. <laughs> thank that you, is, thank you very. Uh, he's he's was, been hanging out with Bobby Bottle. That, <laughs> that was spooky accurate, bro. You are first and first mostly. Have you very much read <laughs> Doctor Sleep? It's not very much about a doctor <laughs> or sleep. <laughs> I want to go talking to that clown, bro. It's not a very good idea. Perhaps, maybe, will very much revival also a name of one of my books? Why don't you people know all of my stuff? It's like, uh, it's like there's something wrong with this dog, bro. <laughs> I think it might very much have fleas and be a murderer. 
god. I, I feel like I a lot of times. I don't know, man. I you know it. Um, just just to kind of get back to your quasi point, um, like the 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 power the power variances and stuff like that. You know it it. Whenever you slap two superhero uh, toys together, kind of the the PC aspect of it is okay. Well, you give each character their moment in the sun and then you just have it all uh even out at the end because you don't want to bitch out one character make them look a certain way uh to the you know to the uh to the benefit uh, to the detriment of the other character it's kind of like whenever they do crossovers with the big companies especially the second that they announce a crossover you know nobody's gonna win um you know, it's like when they put out these these funny books where they're like, oh, it's He-Man versus Lionel. Immediately you're like, man, no one's going to win. Even worse with that, how often in Magic do they use like, well, since he's powered by Magic, the other... When, pa- when Magic isn't overpowered, it's used as this like, well, now Superman's weak because he's allergic to Magic. Shut up, Magic. Oh, I, I, like I said, I mean, you know, look, there there are many... A great many potential sins and and uh, you know holes uh, holes in the ground that you can stumble into and only to find spikes <laughs> down there waiting for you and um, you know but, but but that's just in storytelling that's just in storytelling in general um, you know I mean there are I'm sure there are certain things that are going to come up in the course of these conversations that you know these are these are arguments and sometimes agreements that we've had for years and years and years about certain um storytelling mechanisms that are used but you know what you know whether whether it's one particular one particular um trope or another that's utilized to tell the story if it's if it's cheesy it's cheesy you know if it's something that's overdone or not done well at all uh, or underdone, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna hear about it. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think it's it's definitely possible, and and um, you see it often that people will use magic in the storytelling poorly, but that doesn't mean that uh, it's necessarily magic's fault. It's kind of like somebody that doesn't, you know, that's not a good pet owner. It's not the pet's fault. It's it's the owner's <laughs> fault. So what you're telling me is magic is is a is a mistreated pit bull. That's like, exactly no shit right. it bit me. Damn straight. And you know what? <laughs> if if magic runs up on the mailman and bites his ass off, yeah, that's the owner's fault. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna stick by that. Mainly because you have two dogs, and if it ever bites me, I just want to look at you deep in your eyes. And be like yeah. your fault. These two little <laughs> fidgets will straight <laughs> you up. They're not lying. Uh, and and it's not to say that it hasn't been done interesting. But for for this, and I, and I and I almost hate to do it. Do you would you like to 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 go a round of point counterpoint? Is I want to name a magic using character, okay? And I would like you to tell me why I should care. What about them is great? All right, well that's that's fair. But then if I uh, my counterpoint, so to speak, be to throw a character, another character at you. And you tell me how they're not awesome. Sold. Sold. I love this idea. Let's we'll tend well, to That's because it. we haven't tried it yet. But yeah, sure. In theory, <laughs> it looks good. Call prove Charlie wrong. 
Uh, and I won't even give a reason why I don't like them. But, but what I've done is I've, I've gone to the Google machine and I've pulled up what they consider uh, the most important magic comic fictional characters. Okay. All right. So we already kind of talked about Wanda. Ironically, she's the first hit. I say ironically because, like, man, really kind of mutant. Okay. I don't know. I've seen the X-Men cartoon. I feel like full-on Magneto's baby. Uh, Zatanna, the first lady of magic. I would argue she's all aesthetic. People love her because it's a a really cool look. It's it's in a lot of ways the, the first time they've been like, her costume makes sense. She has those clothes. And she put them together. And yeah, sure. there's some fish in that action, but they're still it's a magician. It's a All it's right. a cool look. Yeah, sure. It's a cosplay waiting to happen. <laughs> exactly. Why should I care about her though? First of all, the fact that she does cross over into the Vertigo universe of characters, as as the aforementioned John Constantine, that I think is fing fantastic. One of the you know, one of the aspects of this particular big that I really do like is that uh, that larger than the universe universe, you know, kind of the, the ringworm effect, so to speak, that they have, which is really f- cool um, because, you know, it gives them an opportunity to tell stories outside of the parameters that are established by just these um, just these main titles. But, um, you know, again, she, she is important because she is she's like a a magical legacy character so she's not you know she wasn't like an accountant that on on a random Tuesday all of a sudden she was bit by a magical you know (laughs) magical rabbit that came out of the hat and became all of a sudden Zatanna Um, by the way uh, no one listening can use that uh, that origin story that is property of US Comics thank you US Comics incorporated in the United States Uh, but anyway um you know, I just imagine you holding up like the Ricky Bobby hand. <laughs> <laughs> I drink Gatorade because it is delicious, and they pay me to say it. But um, you know, she she if I'm not mistaken, she's actually um, their distinction is that the the magic users is are they're almost their own race. You know, it's a, it's a tiny it's a tiny group within the DCU, and yeah, absolutely, her aesthetic makes her instantly eye-catching and they see her and the first thing is or those that don't know is well cool who's who's this chick and she does look exactly like what she is you know for her i think it's it's the whole megillah and i i particularly like it when something when you see something you know uh, let's say it's a commercial and you you know that you see the thing for exactly what it is to the point where you're like huh okay great you know i'm gonna go out and I'm going to get that thing. You know exactly what it is. You know exactly what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it smells like, what it does. How can you be disappointed with that when they're calling their shot? You know, and, and the, the one the one really nice thing I think you stumbled on with, with a lot of good points. Again, what's, what's fun about this game is I did pull up the top hits. Because, again, Zatanna is a character close to my heart. I really do think she's very, very interesting she's in a lot of ways the exception that proves the rule for me personally Mm -hmm. at least up until now one thing i will say too is she's probably the only legacy character her 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 dad with his stupid name zatara oof you could tell what order that was written in um (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I, I like the idea. There's something about the lack of a mask um, that makes her avoid those tropes of being like, you know, Super Cow Jr. There's there's really something something cool about it. My but my challenge back to you would be the big red cheese himself. Who we we did touch on is you know Captain Marvel. Uh, you know you're talking about a character who was specifically uh, a clapback to Superman when he came out. They said, look, here's here's uh, here's this character Superman. He's got all the kids running around with the under on the outside and. Their mama's towels, you know, uh, tied around their necks. We got to do something to keep up. Then they come up with Shazam. And, you know, for those who, who perhaps don't know, the dude was, was actually selling better than Superman to the point where DC said, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll show you who's boss. Here's a lawsuit. And that's, <laughs> that was ultimately his greatest. That was his kryptonite <laughs> were lawyers because they shut that shit down. Uh, and it was only later on that DC was able to actually buy the property and then incorporate him into their universe. But, um, you know, for, for me, it's not Bizarro. It's certainly not Batman, who's just a dude, not a Suck superhero. it, Batman. I don't care how big your schwanz is. <laughs> I mean, those years might poke you and hurt a little bit, but yeah, sure, why not? Um, no, for me, the the, the antithesis of, of Superman in that universe is is Shazam is is Captain Marvel. I mean, if you've if you've read, you know, Kingdom Come, you'll know that's the guy who's standing opposite Superman on the chessboard, you know, where where you end up with a with a legitimate equal fight. So, my challenge to you is what the fuck is wrong with Captain Marvel? Everything you just said. So, so I think it for the record, I love that you're kind of cheating. Um and I say that because you invoked Kingdom Come, which is just fire. <laughs> Kingdom Come is is this this book that the you're same way Kingdom that Kingdom Come sucks. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's amazing. You're saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. <laughs> no, I think it's amazing because in a lot of ways, Kingdom Come was finally the the clapback. Kingdom Come was the the Shazam response to Image Image Comics. That, that story, which we can dive into in a, a much different episode, but that story is being like, remember when everyone wanted goddamn Spawn and, and not Alpha Flight? For some reason, I was like, know who made Alpha Flight? Oh, God. Goddamn image. Nobody wanted um, Alpha Flight. Grifter and this goddamn Wildcats. Was that the name of them? Yeah, yeah. No, no, these are all accuracies. Freaking giant bicep nonsense. Kingdom Come answers that, and they answer that in the form of of Magog. So now, if if so, uh, at least sixty percent of that book I have to to put aside, and I'll just focus on the the Captain Marvel of it all, the Shazam of it. Mm-hmm. The my my problem is it is the equivalent in a lot of ways, only somehow less original. Then in the first Mortal Kombat, when they're like, we have a ninja who's yellow, but also one who's blue. Oh, that's not true. What are you talking about? That means that you were going to just try. No, first of all, no, I just got to stop you. Because <laughs> if, if they really want to just to just hold up a carnival mirror to Superman, then then you would have ended up with like, you know, Superman four fucking, you know, gold version, <laughs> long hair, blonde Superman with long nails i mean it, it would have been very easy 
there there are so there are already so many Superman, um, you know, uh, carbon copies running around in 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 the world, um, in the worlds, so to speak. That <laughs> you know, when you ended up with with a magical based character, that um, you know that that's that still look up in the sky. You know, you know, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Captain Marvel. Um, I, I think that's fucking awesome because you're giving, you're getting to the same place necessarily, and also the fact that he's a fucking child. Like, talk about adding, you know, adding a, a curveball into the conversation. Yeah, because because we've proven that that trope is awesome, right? Kid, what well, what kids want are the the freaking junior Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's what people want. We don't want to look up and not, be inspired by a Henry Cavill-looking guy. No, no what no, no. I want it's is not is the junior Ghostbusters because <laughs> you don't have a child, literally a, a child-looking dude running around like that. Because that's an entirely different uh, set of storytelling details, which we're going to use. Um, you're talking about <laughs> no, you're Mark. <laughs> you're talking about you know, uh, uh, you're talking about basically the superhero version of big so here's poor tom hanks running around with you know looking like chris reeves and uh with those abilities and and now the, here's your storytelling so yeah you you have uh you have an individual with a very clear sense of black and white right and wrong without the kind of uh uh, without the intricacies of knowing that it's actually shades of gray in the world running around out there and that makes for, for awesome storytelling but what like, about him is is magic why why couldn't that be accomplished with like a, a weird genetic disease Cat Shazam doesn't strike me ever other than his damn genie belt as being magic it's it's window dressing all right for, first of all when your name is an acronym You've already started. You've already started the game plus plus five at least. I mean, he, he's got the fucking powers of of you know these these historic, uh, um, you know, legendary gods. When it, the second that you've established kind of where a character gets his powers, in most cases, you you almost leave it at the front door. You don't forget it because those things can come up later down the road. If you have, you know, proper storytelling at your disposal, but once you've established here, um, you know, here, here are the rules of the game. Here's what this person can do or can't do, and here's why they can do or can't do it. Then afterwards, it's all about what they do with those powers that make them interesting. So everything that he's done, even if you just say, "Well, he's a, a shadow of Superman," <laughs> Superman is awesome, man. That's that's good story. That's more <laughs> Superman stories you get to tell without using the blue ink. I say go for it. I mean, if he's so great, though, why is he traditionally left out of the, the Justice League? Is that just tradition then? Because as far as I'm concerned, even DC is like, yeah, the, the, the last time the guy was, was really relevant prior to this, this flick that actually does look fun was when he was the backup story to the, the Justice League comic. During the new Fifty Two, they wouldn't even trust him to his own book. Yeah, but I mean, so so why why if 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 this character is so great, why are they waiting till now so you're, to monetize? So, so you're saying for the uh, for the jury that no good comic book character is ever not used by comic book thumbs? Is that is that? 
All right, first of point? all, don't don't throw don't throw vibe because in my I face. Will At least throw he's on the vibe right in your face. <laughs> all right, you know what? Point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were playing the point game, but point. I think it's two yeah, nothing. Exactly. Thirty it's serving love. <laughs> don't confuse awesome. people with weird ten. No one cares about tennis. Next episode <laughs> of U.S. Comics Cast. Serena Williams holding out about <laughs> being called Yo, a cheater. Me, That's all I give a shit about. You, I, I don't know anybody in casting, but Venus Williams would make a straight up amazing She-Hulk. Right. She really fucking right. Would. Then they'll never do it. That's definitely gonna be a. That's gonna be some 110 pound blonde that they're gonna CG into uh, a monster. I mean, if that's the case, they should just CG CGI the character completely. Um, and you know, you just maybe see see her um, in her former life for a brief second because she uh, she would be Venus would be a straight up amazing She Hulk. I don't know if she's planning to segue into acting. She's also soon. she's also great in commercials. Yeah, she's also always very. She's good. great in. They got her running through the running through the village. I'm like, yeah, yeah, girl, I, I'll buy that necklace too. Let's do it. Just, just quick side note, she's also kind of hot for like an athlete. <laughs> She's hot. That's important. She Hulk is hot. I mean, oh yeah, and, and for, I think she sure, she lines sure. up. She Hulk is dead sexy, and they've been portraying her. That That's way. actually the word. Yeah, she, the word sexy. She really because she is a green monster mm-hmm. person. It's like if you <laughs> if you're hanging out with your boys, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm seeing She Hulk again tonight. They'd be like, damn, really, She Hulk? You're like, ah, I don't know what it is, man. She's just sexy. She then she shows up in her her business suit, and you're like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that booty though, damn. Damn damn. <laughs> that would be that would be really racist of Marvel. <laughs> it was just like a bunch of people disregarding her as a sexual object. Yeah, no, that's no and good. just random brothers in a bar. Yeah. The the only benefit is she could then overhear them and just knock them into tomorrow. And that just <laughs> makes everybody feel good. Just everyone happy. Everyone just happy. Win win. Alright, so I'll 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 you know, I'll I'll give you I'll give you Shazam. Alright. Uh, try to sell me Alan Scott. Uh, oh, so, so, all right. So, first of all, you. I do also. Let's just take a moment to appreciate that the guy who like his weakness was wood <laughs> was when they when they were trying to incorporate more diversity. Uh, they were like, "But he's a gay guy." Uh, I giggled because I was like, "I know history." Uh, I, I knew you were going there. <laughs> Way to ruin the movement <laughs> by being like, "What was his old thing that he was afraid of?" Dude, like, I guess he got over that phobia. Uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> There is now officially no more low-hanging fruit. Car has come through and just gobbled it all up. That that was. I'm kind of short, man. I need to. I need to go for the. Look, you. You know. You know that I do have an affinity for the Silver Age dudes. Um, yeah, because you're old as balls. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just, I, I got nothing to say about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like that that whole Justice kind of- Society of America. <laughs> That name infuriates me. I know. What doesn't? Oh, we're a society of justice. Shut up, nerds. The Justice Society of America is as bad as any garbage WWF wrestling from back in the day. Back when Hulk Hogan was running wild against... Uh, the all oh, the fly, flying flamingos. Uh-huh. I couldn't say the word flamingo there mm-hmm. because I was so annoyed at the god dang justice society. You know, whatever. You just have no appreciation for history. That's all there is to that. 
Because you know giant what? high collars. One guy made a vampire collar cool. His name was Dick Grayson. As my favorite Frenchman from Indiana Jones would say, look, if they bury you in the sand after a couple hundred years, even you may be worth something. <laughs> With these characters, a lot of times, you know, it's it is that um, it is the, the the pages flying off the calendar, so to speak, that makes them novel. And um, you know they're not running around for the most part in the current day. They're 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 looked back on and referenced back on, even within the comic books. And and I, I would also say that you know some of the terminology that was thrown around. Well, do you have any problem with the with the term mystery men? Because that was the the kind of the title applied to uh, anyone running around in you know as an alter ego. With uh, with colorful costumes and and doing this and the other thing and fighting evil, do you have a problem with mystery men? Yes, mystery men sounds no like respect. a dance club I wouldn't want to go to. Uh, no respect. Sounds like a dance club you wouldn't be welcome at. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Especially after my my allergic to wood joke. <laughs> no, You're not allowed in here, sir. We heard the podcast. No, we we've got a we got a picture of you up, and it's not in the good way. <laughs> Look, I mean, first of all, you know, when, when you're talking about him coming to to uh, fruition as a character, Alan Scott, you know, it, he 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 is able to to the do the proverbial fighting of evil, um, and his method is with the magical ring. It 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 affords him all of the the powers um, that that he uses to get it done. And also, I think there's something really really amazing. When you want to talk about variations of characters, you can't. Every character can't. Every character can't be a, you know, a, a smash, a punch, you know, fly away type of character. So here you have all of the Green Lanterns, for that matter, uh, for that matter, and then obviously all the the you know the Rainbow Coalition of, of rings that came um, thereafter, red and yellow and blah blah blah. Um, I think it is really awesome that that it's not just necessarily the magical origin of the rings themselves and how they find uh you know the noble worthy wearers and users but it's also the fact of what they can then do with them how if you have a magic ring and you give it to it just a plain old straight dumb dumb uh which would be a good description for a lot of superhero characters running around the pages of comic books nowadays you give them a magic ring they're not going to do shit with it they're just not going to do anything with it you have to have a person of character, of originality, of ingenuity to use the magic ring with any kind of um, with any kind of gusto to do anything worthwhile with it. Certainly, if you're going to fight evil, and certainly if you're going to fight some of these very, very powerful characters in in um, you know in, in the older well in the older comic books. I mean, these every single every single super villain was they weren't about to go. Um, you know, go knock off the money train or something like that. They want the world domination. They want the this. And the other. <laughs> Those guys played for keeps. So man, the golden hit, the golden age heroes had to do exactly the same thing. And I think Alan Scott was a straight. Bam. But but okay, so you you invoked the current Green Lantern Corp. You're telling me in a superhero draft, right? We're drafting superheroes. Mm -hmm. You're gonna take Alan Scott o over uh, Kyle Rayner? Over Kyle Rayner, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're Dude, little, first of all, I, don't I, I you need to watch your mouth start, about Kyle, sir. I didn't want to start us off by 
by slaying characters here and there that don't belong to us. But I would certainly, certainly can take Alan Scott over Guy Gardner. I, that haircut's dope. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And don't change the question. I asked you a draft question, sir. Uh, you're taking Alan Scott over Kyle Rayner no, in a I, superhero I, draft? I probably wouldn't take him over Kyle Rayner. But then again... Kyle Space Rainer, cop, baby. Hold on a second. He had the benefit of multiple writers uh, and fans, frankly, um, further developing and shaping the parameters of the Green Lantern ethos that they that they operate out of. So, you know, you have how many hundreds of thousands of comic book nerds who then went on to become comic book writers uh, and artists and, and, and whatnot. Who they played the same var variation of the game? You know what would be cool? Just like you and I did, and and the way that they did is they took the stuff that was uh, pre-established when they were just buying the books and reading them, and then they they helped shape uh, these characters that came after the fact, but they're still using the same basic ingredients. So yeah, I fucking think that his magical Green Lantern ring was friggin' awesome. Yeah, great. It was awesome. Lost the draft round. That's a point, Charlie. Ah, Your weak. turn, sucker. That's weak. I would easily throw several characters at you, but if we're operating in the world of, especially nowadays, comic books slash movies, I'll fucking straight hit you with Hellboy. Tell me how Hellboy Ooh. is not straight fire. Huh. Ah, uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, how, uh, how? Oh man, see this? That's isn't that cheating? You you just you're invoking uh, a, a hell spawn, uh, tearing his own horns off. There's a fish man in in BPR. There's <sighs> I don't even know if I can put up a fight. Dislike about Hellboy. Other than his affinity for cats, there is nothing <laughs> at all that I don't like about my big red boy, Hellboy. Not, not to go on a tangent, I'm actually a fan of Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Hell yeah! Uh, the fact that, like, he didn't understand that putting your girlfriend's toothbrush in a cat food was messed up, that's just irresponsible. I mean, it happens. It happens to everybody. Hellboy, to me, was a giant red Patrice O'Neill in that movie <laughs> where I'm just like, damn, you don't give a shit about bitches. You know what? I think you're right. <laughs> you're imagining it now, aren't you? The very yeah, weird Hellboy 3 starring Patrice O'Neill after he got amazing. yoked up. <laughs> he could have made like one of those uh, cheesy Meet the Spartans type movies and called it <laughs> like Hell <a> Bro. <laughs> Jimmy Norton is the fish guy. Oh, absolutely. Little Sam Roberts is the love interest. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you no, Hell, Hell, Hellboy's a good sell. But I think that's, that's a situation where, in a lot of ways, it's the exception that proves the rule. It's like what you're saying. It doesn't, at no point, does his the the magic origin the magic existence the 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 magic around him it's everything about that book does in a lot of ways what other books don't it's not just his battery it's everything about 
It's everything about everything. So sure. that that's that's definitely a point your way. Damn straight. We'll do two more quick. All right. If that's it. cool with you. Absolutely. One for me, one for you. That's fair. Right now you're winning. You're. What are you winning? Two one. I mean, in 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 your book or mine? Uh, the only book is two one. <laughs> Let me reiterate. Uh, good luck with this. Again, I'm 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 personally going in order. So these are supposed to be the. I'm not gonna hit you with a doctor mist. Or a doctor, a lot of doctors, by the way, in magic. That bums me out, too. Be like, I use my magic to get a doctorate. Shut up. <laughs> I did not I'm go not gonna... to four years of evil, magical medical school to be called Mr. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to hit you with the ancient one or witch fire or, or, oh, God, man. The fact that there's an ex, there's a mutant called magic spelled with a K makes me want to punch a toddler. And I think magic is kind of cool, and I still just fucking stupid <laughs> name. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to hit you with Dr. Mist either. I happen to like Etrigan the Demon, but I'm not even hitting you with him. Oh, my God. This how part, could they, you? They, they, they made something so interesting with him. I'm going to hit you with, with uh, I, I mentioned him before, Mr. I looked at so many futures, and I do bullshit with my hands, and my goatee is not as good as Tony's, but I try. Doctor Strange sucks. Wow. Doctor Strange sucks. That's straight blasphemy, man. Cumberbatch couldn't make that jerk interesting. Wow. I, I completely disagree with you. Stinks. Go. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, um, first and foremost, um, I think with, with Doctor Strange, the fact of his predisposition towards towards magic i think that really made uh, a big difference because here you have a character who kind of started the conversation as a charlie and ended up as a john um <laughs> he started the conversation like magic sucks um i mean he was just talking about dr fate but i mean he's just so angry <laughs> for no for no reason whatsoever i'm just i get worked up <laughs> Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of the medical rivalry going on in the magic world. But um, no, I mean, the fact that, you, you know, uh, uh, I think it's always very interesting as a as a character to have them all begin in a place that's already enviable. So, yeah. So I think he knows exactly what he's doing in terms of the importance and um, the gravity of the situation that he finds him in. But but also just if I'm if I'm pitching him. In terms of his value to you, Charlie, you admittedly are not a fan of the mystic arts in comic book thumb. It means that you should love Doctor Strange because he is protecting you from them. He's he's always really the central figure whenever you're dealing with any kind of uh, demonic thing or um, you, you know magical sir that's coming to gobble up everybody and. Um, Ultimately, even if it's not um, his direct story, a lot of times they'll end up at his front door because he's such a powerful character that you know when the, when the Yankees come to play, you know you gotta you gotta send somebody up to the plate that can swing the bat. So just the fact that in a magical world you have someone a central character like him that can you know fucking be a, be a heavy hitter, I, I think it really takes the onus off takes the onus off other characters who otherwise you'd have to drag into it and now have to explain everything all over again 
again, you know, uh, I think I think part of the problem because what you're saying isn't isn't wrong. It's not a wild disparity between liking and not liking. My problem is when you take one of the characters I I do like from Magic, it tends to be because they don't treat it like some fancy nonsense. Homeboy's wearing a cape and does goofy hand motions while John Constantine's what? taking chalk on a wall. These, these, what is your problem nerd. with capes, sir? I, I, there's only one guy who has earned his cape, in my opinion. Yeah, um, me. If I could justify socially walking around with a cape on every day, I would have a cape on every day. I would have multiple capes that coordinate with my outfit, son. No one Got actually no one doubts that. No one doubts that. Anyone who knows you knows you probably have a few that match nicer suits. Yeah, man, yeah, vampire. You see inside of this cape? Got the mushroom lining. <laughs> Again, I don't know if Doctor Strange will ever be sellable to me. The stuff you're saying is fine, but even this nonsense of, like, he's the one that stops the bumps in the night. Like, if it comes with that stupid magic cape that's like Aladdin's uh, magic carpet, shut up. Get out of here, Doctor Strange. You annoy me. I thought the ending of the movie was cool, but meh, meh. I also talking about origin stories. All of the good aspects of his origin stories are ruined by the fact he's another white character dropped into Asia to be like, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna fix all your problems real quick." Look at me, I'm the best at this shit. I just started. I think magic is whack. My hands got fucked up in a car accident. I was rich when I started the story, and now I'm the man at magic, baby. Shut up, Doctor Strange. You stink. Nah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind that Doctor Strange operates on a much larger level. He he operates on a on a universal level in terms of the, his plane of existence oh. so you can take that thing of like oh well it's an asian uh you know he's asian aspect don't get me wrong the the, the whitewashing of, of characters i am not a fan of whatsoever but to say that uh, dr strange is a white character in an asian world no that that does not fly for me he, he you know this entire universe that that uh, he's on the plane for. So even if he, even if he's only going to bat for the planet Earth, it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, he could be a, you know, he could be Swahili for all I freaking care. Uh, and and not for nothing. For all this, like, yeah, he's so magical, he could do whatever. When I haven't, not not one time, has someone thrown a book in front of me and be like, you have to read this. It's dope. And I had Doctor Strange doing any what when he teamed up with Mister Fantastic and two other nerds. To, to erase <laughs> memories or some bull snap? No, no, sir. First of all, no. First of all, first and second and third of all, you do not f with the Illuminati. <laughs> whatever you whatever negative nonsense you're spewing right there, I want any Illuminati listening to know that it is Charlie Rivera <laughs> that's actually saying that stuff, not John Rivera. I'm cool with you guys. Hey, right? we're, hey, we're on the same post. Guess what, Illuminati? Yes, you nerds. You freaking nerds with your You know what? They wear robes because they love capes. That's the problem. They didn't earn those capes. They don't go with the outfit man. underneath. I got a robe on right now. What's your problem? For Okay, so if you want a straight-up good reading, then you, if you read The Oath, come back to me and then tell me you don't like Doctor Strange. Ugh, that title even. Oh, yeah, oh so clever. Oh, The Oath. It. Ooh, I wonder what it's about. Is it about making an oath? 
and possibly breaking said oath. Get out of here, Doctor Strange. You whack. You whack, Doctor Strange. He's Nerd. Not. He's great. Nerd. He's great. I am glad you're not Sherlock Holmes in America. Get out of here, <laughs> you big mouth idiot. <laughs> yeah, I want an American Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah, I'm Sherlock Holmes. See, I'm auditioning. <laughs> All right, you get the last. You get the last licks. That's point me. I got oh, th- with two two, somehow. That's that's even not though even, I feel like we had. That's not even fair. <laughs> that's not even fair because I I I could hit you with a I think I it's three two par- Parade of magical magical motherfuckers right now that would just that would just lay you out flat. But I'll but I'll be kind. And, and you know what I'm gonna hit you with? Impossible, impossible to line up against. Um, just in terms of awesome character, awesome universe, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give you Preacher. <sighs> Shit. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so that's a score of 4-2 because I can't <laughs> fight it. <laughs> Why do we play this stupid game I made up? I was unarmed for this battle. (laughs) Hate will never be love. That's what I learned today. When you can't even win the game you you might be a Charlie. Oh, shit. Oh, that was unfortunate for me. Oh, that... That I hurt think my feelings. We know who the ass face is in this. <coughs> oh, oh, that was not even a TKO. Uh, you just, a, you just a, Ivan Drago Apollo creeded me. Dude, you oh. just fucking straight up glass Joe. <laughs> I'm just excited that you compared me to someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> And this is how I'm, magic. I'm right now, in the middle of the the training segment in my little pink jumpsuit, following my my homeboy coach on the bicycle. You probably have a cape on, you He's nerd. Knock the fuck out. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is yeah. how magic wound up in U.S. Comics <laughs> issue one. Damn straight. Son. Coming to you sooner one than third. later. <laughs> one third. <clears throat> it's a it's it's a it's a classic. Um, it's a classic checks and balances to the super powered aspect of it. It really allows for a ton of variations. Also, it allows for a ton of variations in aesthetic. Whenever you say, "Oh well, you know, here's a this is a magical based character," and then also, you know, that we we put a lot of um, you notice that we rhymes with me. Uh, we put a <laughs> lot of work and time into creating a, a, a logical entryway for magic as a as a thing we really explained it it's not just magic for magic's sake and it's not just magic okay well yeah you just have to expect that except that magic exists in this universe no 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 from from day one we exp- we explain how it is precisely that magic exists in this u.s comics world from whence it comes how it's utilized and uh, what weaknesses it has, because again, you can't really have any aspect of uh, of any kind of powers 
or things like that. You know, if if it's just a if it's just a, a gun that you have, there's no such thing as um, unlimited bullets. That's only the you know uh, super NES when you got the code. Um, so so every <laughs> every aspect of our storytelling, you have a power structure that's uh, that's finite. But yeah, no, for sure, it, the checks and balances are there for a reason. And I came in last minute because <laughs> John was dead set <laughs> in this idea, and I said at least I can ensure everyone looks as cool as Zatanna. So that yeah, that was and my. You know what? And you and you're making sure that it's that it's kept above board and fair, and that there are. I no just do the whack test loopholes. Yeah, and look, also I it's mean, like sometimes... there have the uh, you know again. There's the the one day I would I would love to show people the the piles of of stuff that didn't make the cut because you know the the the, the it is it is easy for any of these characters in in any of these these uh, types it's very easy for them to fall down a, a corny shoot and having the yeah, ability to build something from the ground up where we don't have to justify nonsense logic from you know from from the the, the the Bronze Age or whatever the the shit John feels like trying to make me read. I'm not going to do it. You can't make me, baby. I was right there I'll with wait Image for the reboot. Exactly. Yeah, well, well, let's not talk about reboots quite yet. Uh, you know, it really is something I did get very excited about once I saw how we were utilizing it. Um, the namesake of this episode. You can see her on the cover art. I mean, just uh, anytime you can sell me something, and be like, listen, magic. A giant axe, and you know that band, Baby Metal. Let's just, let's put them in a blender and let's see what we get. And then we we built a, uh, we built from our world's natural uh, natural factors, and we found ourselves a a boss character that I would dare argue is is going to be as as hard to argue against as Preacher and Hellboy were. Uh, when two for, other for nerds are sitting on their podcast five years from now. And having this exact same episode, she's definitely going to be mentioned in the pro column. Exactly. And possibly uh, cause a score of what we decide the score was. It was like 4-3. It was 4-3, right? That sounds I'm that sounds accurate. I'm it's like 4-3 sure. with an asterisk because like my 3 I, was I'm a soft. I'm pretty sure it was 4-2 and the asterisk would have would have made it a 5-1. I don't think that's true. Know. I don't feel like I agree with that as the score keeper i you feel know, like a tie let's just call it a tie <laughs> let's call it a tie we'll meet right there when in the you're middle. editing this episode the truth will hit home I, yeah i'm just gonna I'll swap our voices text. so everyone's gonna think that i knocked you out <laughs> that's the power of the of the edit booth oh, <laughs> edit booth that's a magic See? power fix that too exactly for the ceo and co-founder john rivera i am the co-founder and ceo charlie rivera we will see you next comic book day peace and to dots